MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game ads on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off, which is active until the Eagles or the Giants lose their next game. Hi, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 234. This goes out to all the DeGen dads, moms and dads listening to us as they take their kids trick-or-treating right now. So this goes out to all you parents. I'm sure at least one person is listening to us while they're trick-or-treating. Um, and they're listening right now to one of the hosts of the show, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thank you for coming to the show. It's one of our regional promotion um, episodes where our Gumby God, our our man that knows it all, uh, Daniel Vreeland, will give you picks for a regional promotion. This one, we're, we're doing one of Europe's biggest cage warriors. So we will give you some five quick, five or six actually quick picks for that. Get you in the money and get out of your ear holes and you can go steal your steal your kids' candies. So um, let's bring in our host, one of our hosts, the man with uh, all the goods for cage warriors, the Gumby God, Daniel Vreeland. Hello. Hey, you didn't give me anything to go off of. Uh, Halloween. Go off Halloween. Uh, ha- Halloween. Yeah, I stole stole some some lemon heads out of my my kids' trick or treat bucket this morning. Uh, had a couple of le- lemon lemon buckets. Or, uh, lemon, they're lemon trick or treat. How do they do trick or treating already, Dan? How does that work? Uh, you know that around School? here around here they don't necessarily have to do it on Halloween. They can do it on you know like they usually do it on the Friday before Halloween, whenever that is. Okay. All right. So so they're not going to go out on uh, tonight then. Halloween night. I, I don't even know if that's a thing. Like they they try really? not to do it on school nights around here. Yeah, I don't know if that's what? a, I don't know if that's an American thing or if that's just like a where I live thing. But yeah, like they just they do it on the most convenient night for parents, which I, I kind of appreciate. All right, well there you go. The, they do things weird in in the boonies. So, um, we're we're breaking down. So what are the costumes this year? I forgot to ask that for the children. Oh, uh, Spider Man and the Hulk. Spider-Man and the Hulk. Very, very good. Excellent. Yeah. Um, all right. We're doing Cage Warriors. No costumes there. Uh, going down on Friday. Is this uh, By Cage Warrior standards, how is this card? Phenomenal. I love Phenomenal. it. Phenomenal. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I like it a lot. Please explain. Um, I like it a lot because, uh, first of all, the the Featherweight Championship, which is a, a real good fight between Jordan Vucenich and uh, Paul Hughes, has already happened once, and it was a split decision. Really exciting fight, so we get to see it again. Um, there's also just like a whole bunch of like up and coming guys that I like. Like I like Nathan Fletcher. I like uh, Cal Lauren. You know, like there's Medi Ben Lagar, who we're all going to talk about. Um, I-, I sung the praises of Oban Elliott earlier on this podcast. I like him, Salvatore Liga, who we're not even going to get to talking about. All of those are dudes who I really like. So we're going to get to see all of them. Plus like a couple of like Wiley veterans and guys who have been let go from the UFC, um, which yeah. is you know, another way that you can like find joy in what you're watching. So fun prospects, dudes you've heard of rematches, meaningful fights, 
Um, maybe a number one contender fight for uh, Bantamweight, which is kind of exciting. So, yeah, th- there's a lot to like on this. And we got a title fight on the top. So, Cage Wars 145 goes down Friday, this Friday coming up. 4 p.m. Eastern is when it airs on UFC Fight Pass. It is going down from the Indigo at the O2 in London, England. It is in a cage. There's 14 fights. We're going to break down almost half of them, six of them for you. Um, I've seen very varying fight orders, uh, fight card order. I'm just going to go with what Tapology has because they're usually a pretty reliable source. So we're going to start with one of those aforementioned UFC, a former UFC fighter. Um, Modestus Buskoskis is fighting a 205 light heavyweight fight against Lee Chadwick. So let's tell you about that one. Uh, we'll break down Chadwick first. The actually, I don't, I didn't write down odds for this. Dan, let me get some odds for you before I get things started here. I can, I can hit you with those if you want. Lee Chadwick plus 170, Modestus Buskoskis yep. negative 210. All right, let's jump into it. Chadwick the Butcher. Uh, is 28, 16, and 1. So he's been around the block, so to speak. He's been knocked, uh, he's got six knockouts, 14 submissions on his resume. He's been knocked out four times, submitted five times. Three and one in Cage Warriors. Uh, he's won three of his last four fights, including his last fight. He was 1 0 in PFL, 3 and 3 in Bellator, and as Dan said, plus 170. The Baltic Gladiator, Buskaskis, 11 and 5, eight knockouts, two submissions. Been knocked out three times, submitted once. Five and one in Cage Warriors in the past was the former champion there. Then he went to the UFC and kind of flamed out there, disappointingly. Uh, I kind of had high hopes for him. He went one and three in the UFC, including losing his last three fights. Last one via TKO. He's not won a fight since July of 2020 at this point. He used to fight at middleweight, minus 210. Can you get back on track here? I actually am. I'm going to go with the dog money here on, on Lee Chadwick. Yeah, I, I and I do also like Modestus Bukowskis, but... The, the things that worry me about him are, and we talked a little bit about, you know, like liking Ugly Man Joe this past week and, and also knowing a flaw about him, is that I just don't like Modestus Bukaskis when people turn up the pressure on him. You know, like that that was a big problem, yes, in the Khalil Roundtree fight because he was backing up, but really in the Michael Olszewczyk fight where, where he lost that by split decision, like anytime the pressure was turned up on him, he felt it felt like he couldn't counter. It felt like he couldn't get in edgewise and that's a problem against lee chadwick because chadwick i mean they call him the butcher but he's really the brawler like that's what he is he he just throws kind of wildly the entire time um sometimes he uses it to get in range and wrestle and sometimes he uses it just you know like to try to just knock your block off and and it works for him it's worked for him pretty well in the past um and, and you know he does a lot of grappling competition so even if bukaskis is thinking about getting to that range uh, like, I don't know that he would win there. And, you know, the, the elephant in the room is Bukoskis's knee. The last time we saw him, we saw his knee kicked in backwards by Khalil Roundtree. So yeah, I'm going to go with the dog money here on Lee Chadwick here, despite my, my love for Moudessis Bukoskis. All right. We're starting things off with a dog as Gumby likes to do. Okay. We're going to move on to welterweights. The aforementioned Oban Elliott is fighting against Daniel Skibinski. Skiba, he's known at as. Um, one second here. All right, I'm going to tell you about Skibinski first. Uh, he, like I said, Skiba is the nickname. He is 18 and eight, six knockouts, two submissions. Been knocked out three times, submitted twice. He's 0-2 in cage warriors. He's lost three straight fights, all via finish. He has done some pro boxing. He's plus 155. 
Evil Oban Elliott, six and two, two knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice. All of his fights have taken place in Cage Warriors. He's seven years younger than Skabinski. Don't have reach info on him. Minus 185. We have, as you mentioned, we have spoken about Oban Elliott before. I guess we must have, must have been one of our Cage Warriors breakdowns, right? Yeah, we've also talked about Skabinski a little bit too. Um, and and uh, kind of ashamedly, uh, I had been really in on him um, before his fight with Justin Berlinson, I think it was, um, on uh, a different Cage Warriors that we broke down. And since then, I I'm, couldn't be more off of him. Uh, he, he He's a guy who's got like a little bit of everything. Like he's got a little bit of grappling. He's got a little bit of striking. But lately, he it just seems like he just keeps getting absolutely obliterated in the feet and like he, that he like panic wrestles when he's losing. And, and I think Oban Elliott, because he's good with range and he, he's got good boxing is going to have no problem with him. You know, to put this in perspective, the last time we saw Daniel Skabinski, he got knocked cold in 75 seconds by judo Jim Wallhead. That's right. Judo Jim Wallhead still fighting. Um, so like, yeah, like how do you like him against like an actual striker? Uh, in, in, well, I guess Oban is a grappler too. Oban Elliott can grapple a little bit too. So like, yeah, I, I just can't back him against somebody who I think has like legitimate striking power and like backup plans if it doesn't work. All right, there you go. Oban Elliott is the pick and as is WinBet. WinBet is, is always the uh, pick for you. Ready to win money and boost your odds. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time during WinBet Win Hour. Marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $800. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And if you like free stuff, then you're going to love Sports Gambling Podcasts. We are giving away a you a chance to win your choice of either autograph Lawrence Taylor or autograph Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. All you have to do is head over to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Comment in a video, and each video is a new chance for you to win. So comment in all those videos on there. Turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. Simple as that. So, okay. We're going to pull some more winners here as we move on to... We're going to drop down to lightweights. Medi Ben Lakhtar. Lakhtar? Lakhtar? How do you say the last name, Dan? Lakhtar. Lakhtar versus Xavier Sedress. And as I said, this is a lightweight. Three rounds in the lightweight division. Sedress, 8-2-1. Four knockouts, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He's won four straight fights, all via finish. He's not lost a fight since December of 2014. Yes, that is correct. Almost eight years. Plus 190, the number on him. Uh, Lakhtar, the, la- the last Uchiwar is the nickname. As is Dan's nickname, 5-0-1, three knockouts on his resume. He's gone 3-0-1 in Cage Warriors. He won his last fight via TKO. 
He's not fought since December of 2020, however. He was a regional champ. Don't have his age. It is a mystery. He's minus 240. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lockdar here. Um, despite the fact that that line is pretty wide and and Cedrus might have a little bit of a grappling advantage. What what I've seen in these fights is that like first of all, Medi is is super light on his feet. Got really nice combinations. And Cedrus when he does get the grappling going, and I watched a fight with him against Brian Boland, who's a uh, kind of a popular Belgian prospect. He, he only seems to get the grappling done when you give him very obvious openings. Like when you you kick, you know, you throw a thigh kick or something like that and he can catch it and score the takedown or you throw a spinning back fist and he can take your back or like, he, he doesn't seem to get the grappling going other than then. So yeah, I like Luktar to just like not do anything stupid and just like pick him apart on the feet, you know, being the the longer, stronger, you know, clearly better striker. Lockdar. What is a Uchiwara, Dan? I, I don't have the slightest clue. <laughs> and why you see the last... Apparently, he's the last of them. So That's probably are, why uh, we don't know any others. Yes, yes they are extinct, or they're going extinct. Um, okay, what are we moving on to? Let's move up a up a fight on the ledger here, but down a couple weight classes, down to Bantamweight. Carolyn Lockwood versus Luke Shanks at Bantamweight. Let me tell you about Shanks. The apocalypse, Luke Shanks. 10-3, two knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 6-2 and two in Cage Warriors. He's won two straight fights, both via finish. Used to fight at flyweight, plus 130. Lockwood, the Don. 6-0, oh, three knockouts, two submissions. He's got 2-0 and oh in Cage Warriors, both via TKO. Used to fight up at featherweight. Don't have his age. A lot of mysterious people on this card. He's got an inch of height on Shanks. Don't have reach info for him either. Minus 160. Uh, I'm gonna go. This is gonna be my second dog play. Of the All day. right. I like I like Luke Shanks here. I I think a lot of people are high on Logren or uh, Logren, and, and it's because you know he's the young guy. He's kind of brash. He's Irish. Um, but at the same time, like the the thing I don't really love about him is that like he seems to. He, he seems to get a little bit too comfortable when somebody shoots a takedown on him trying to counter it. Like, he thinks he can just, like, turn the angle on anybody and wind up on their back. And, and to be fair, he's done it to a lot of guys. But I've also seen him do it more than once where he tries to do that counter and he winds up on the bottom, and including against a dude who he fought not that long ago who is only 1-0 professionally. Um, he just kind of, like thought he could counter the takedown and instead wound up on the bottom. And, and granted at the end of the fight, he had, he had pulled back ahead and got his hands going and he's a decent kickboxer, but Luke Shanks is like a really good wrestler. Um, I've always kind of liked Luke Shanks. I, I've been a, a bigger fan of Luke Shanks than I think most people have uh, because, you know, like I picked him against Sam Creasy the first time um, I picked him against Jake Hadley, which was a really fun back and forth fight. And we'll talk about Jake Hadley again later this week. But yeah, like I, I just in general think he's pretty darn good um, and would like to see more of him uh, in, in I actually wanted to see more of him at flyweight. It's it's disappointing he had to go up a weight class because he was you know not it was not easy for him to cut the weight. Um, but with that being said, I, I still think he brings enough wrestling to kind of turn the prospect away. And I think really the prospect hype is why we see Logren here as the favorite. Like otherwise, like if you just looked at their skills and their resumes, like you would you'd be like, oh, Luke Shanks is clearly the guy with the experience advantage, and he's the guy who's fought better people. He's fought UFC caliber people and UFC, actual UFC fighters, and, and Lundgren is just like a hot Irish prospect. So I, I think the prospect rub is getting his number a little bit too high, and I think you can exploit that here. All right. take Exploit those lines, people. 
get on Luke Shanks. Uh, but we do move lines, Dan, uh, as we've been told in the in the Discord. So we move second lines. Is, That's right. <laughs> second this gets quick. in. It, second this gets in your ear holes. Make sure you jump on that because the lines move fast. When people listen to us. We're going to stick with bantamweights. Cameron Else versus Nathan Fletcher. Uh, for, let's tell you about Else. Uh, Cameron Else. You may have heard of him. The Camp Cheetah. One of the fantastic nicknames out there. He is 10 and 6, six knockouts, four submissions. So he's finished all of his fights that he's won. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So he's only gone the distance once by my math. Two and two in Cage Warriors, 0 and 2 in the UFC. Both of those fights were TKOs. He got TKO in both of them. It's not won a fight since February 2020. Won no Bellator, used to fight at featherweight, used to fight at lightweight. 2012, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He's got inch of height on Fletcher, plus 175. Fletcher, 6-1, one knockout, five submissions. So he finishes all his fights as well, and he's been knocked out one time, so he's never gone the distance. 6-1 overall, 6-1 in Cage Warriors. So all his fights have been on the big stage. Did lose his last fight after winning his first six. He's 11 years younger than Else. Don't have reach info on him, minus 215. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's it's worth noting that, that Nathan Fletcher, you know, you mentioned he lost his last fight. He lost his last fight to Dominique Wooding, who recently fought for the Bantamweight title. Um, he, Dominic Whitting notably lost the Bantamweight title to Michelle Martignoni, which, uh, by the way, has been subbed by Nathan Fletcher. Nathan Fletcher has subbed the current champion of that division, which is, man, it's it's damn impressive. So I want to start off by saying that, that if you look at Cameron Else in the UFC, he has a lot of trouble with takedowns. He went 0-3 in defending takedowns. And now, you know, Two of those were to, to Kyler Phillips, but one of those was to Key Langiori, who I don't particularly think of a great wrestler. Nathan Fletcher just likes taking you down and taking your back. That's what he does. He takes people down, grabs their back, puts them away. So, you know, I'm, I'm all over Nathan Fletcher here. I think he gets done easy. If, you're, if your book has Cage Warriors props, if that's a thing uh, that, that sometimes pops up in your book, grab Nathan Fletcher early by submission. Like, if you could get Nathan Fletcher submission or Nathan Fletcher first round or Nathan Fletcher first round submission, grab that. Prop that number up as high as you possibly can. I think he gets this done super fast and he subs him real quick. Everything with Nathan Fletcher's name attached to a ticket is basically what Dan's saying, right? That's what I'm saying. All right. Let's go to our, our main event, which is for the CWFC featherweight championship of the world. Five rounds, five minutes, 145 pounds. The champ, Jordan Vusen. Vucinich, Vucinich, Vucinich versus Paul Hughes. Um, let's tell you about the challenger Hughes first. He's eight and one, three knockouts, three submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Five and one in Cage Warriors. He's won two straight fights. However, he's been out of action since October of last year, so over a year now. Uh, 145. He was, or is he still the 140 featherweight champ? He won the interim title, I believe. Is he the official champ? Or just I believe it. I believe it got upgraded at okay. a certain point. I don't. I don't remember exactly when, but yes, I believe he is the actual champ now. So this is a super fight, champ versus champ. So he is currently the featherweight champ, going down to bantamweight. Uh, multiple. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, he also used to fight up at lightweight. Don't have age or reach info for him, uh, unfortunately. This one is a pickup. He's at minus one fifteen. The current bantamweight champ, the epidemic. Vucen, Vucenich, the epidemic. 
nine and one, two knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight as well. Five and zero oh in Cage Warriors, won his last fight via submission. He's already successfully defended his title twice. He's won seven straight fights. He's not lost a fight since April of 2018. Used to fight at lightweight as well, so up two weight classes from current one. He's at minus 115 as well. So we got champ versus champ. Who prevails here, Dan? So first of all, I, I want to correct you a little bit because you threw me off by saying dare you. That, that he was the interim bantamweight champ. He's the interim featherweight champion. Yeah, that's what I said. I said featherweight. Yeah. Uh, well, he hasn't been upgraded then because Vucenic is the actual featherweight champ. So uh, you, you threw me off no, there is, by this, saying. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah, yeah this, so this is a unification bout. This, right, um, excuse me. Yeah, I was thinking yeah, this yeah, was yeah. bantamweight, but yes, I was. Is, I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah, you, you threw me off a little bit there. So this is the the unification bout between the two. And as I said, very excitedly, they fought before. Uh, and if you go back and watch their previous fight, it, it was a very fun back and forth, damn near impossible to score. Because what was basically happening in there was, uh, you know, Vucenic throws a little bit more wildly, a little bit more crazily, and he chases submissions like it's his job. Doesn't always have the greatest position, but he was in close on a lot of submissions. Like he was in close on an R bar. He was in close on some legs. He was in close on some chokes. And Paul Hughes just did the smart thing, avoided all of those, stayed in good positions, dropped a few strikes when he needed to, did the more technical things on the feet. And he was rewarded by losing a split decision. Paul Hughes was by being the like smarter one. The aggression really won out by Vucenic, at least on two judges scorecards. I, I mean, like, I feel like you could watch that fight eight times and pick a different winner every single time you watch it. So like, I, I don't take too much stock in that. And when, when you consider those two different types of styles, especially in a five round fight, I, I actually like Paul Hughes's style better in that style of fight, especially in a rematch. Like they're going to know more about each other. It's less likely that somebody wild is going to catch something wild. You know what I mean? Like, if you're talking about people fighting two or three times over their careers, it's usually the first one where somebody, you know, has a wild, you know, knockout. And then the next one, they're a little bit smart. You know, like I'm thinking about the Rose Nami Yunus fights, right? She, she caught Wei Li Zhang in the first one. She had to do the smart technical fight the second time she caught, uh, Carla Esparza. Well, Carla Esparza caught her the first time. It was more of a drag them out boring fight. The second time she caught Wei Li Zhang the first time. She's more of a drag them out the second time. So I, I think this is going to be like the more technical approach is going to get it done. So I'm going to take Paul Hughes to even the score here, negative 115. It, he might not be the more exciting of the two, but I think technically at the end of the day, he's the slightly better of the two. Lucky Gumby is here because I also failed to mention that Hughes' only loss uh, in his career was to the current champ, Fusenich. So. This will be a rematch, and Dan is going for the uh, the loser of the first fight to exact revenge in the exact. How about enact revenge in the in the rematch? So we got Dan's got Hughes, he's got Fletcher. That's the one he says bet all your money on. He's got Shanks as an underdog. He's got Hawkdar. He's got Oban Elliott, and he's got another underdog to start things off with Lee Shad. Wick. Um, so that's Cage Warriors. We didn't mention this past weekend's Bellator. Do you have a little recap for Bellator? Hopefully people just tailed you on the main event and not the rest of the card. I did hit two. I hit two out of three. You, d- you hit uh, two. Two out, of, yeah. two out of five. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, 
and I think I said this, Thibaut Gauthier continues to be, like, one of the most infuriating people to watch because, like, either his grappling is so good or it's so bad. Um, and it was so bad. So he lost to Alfie Davis starting my night off the wrong way. Uh, Justin Gonzalez came in as a big favorite, dominated Andrew Fisher with his wrestling. Tim Wilde kind of surprisingly beat Saul Rogers. I wasn't watching that fight live. I saw it was a split decision. I went back and watched some highlights. I'm not going to say it was a robbery, but like it's close fight. So it could have been three and two instead of two and three. Um, Charlie Ward looked like he should have looked. I wanted to take a stab at him throwing big bombs. He threw his big bombs. None of them came remotely close to landing. <laughs> Dude, he's, I mean, like he's, he's a 41 year old power puncher who like fizzled out in the UFC like terribly. Um, I don't know if you remember, he was beating that guy Galore Bofondo and Galore like weirdly like side tripped him and slammed him to the ground and his head bounced off the mat and he got like one of the most like viral knockouts of all time um but anyway he looked awful against fabian edwards fabian edwards like demanding a title shot because like who else is gonna fight me or who else is gonna fight for it it's kind of like a boring approach because like now you've beaten past his prime loyola machida and past his prime charlie ward who didn't have much of a prime to begin with and like we're coming off of two straight losses before that. So like, man, what a, what a way to talk about your division as if it's like the worst. It's Bellator though, Dan. Yeah, I know. But like the, the dude who beat him, uh, Costello, it's something, Van something Dutch sounded. Yeah. Van Steenis. That's right. Cause I, I knew it was Costello and it was something after he beat Fabian Edwards, he's also won another fight and hasn't lost yet. So why would he not get the shot over Fabian Edwards? I mean, I guess he's less active or whatever, but like, it's just like such a slight to your organization and don't get me wrong i'm not like a bellator cheerleader anyway but like what a slight to your organization by being like i deserve the title shot and when they're like why do you deserve the title shot he's like well who else would (laughs) it's like (laughs) literally there's nobody good at middleweight so why not give it to me uh yes that's such a sloppy approach but then uh in the main event uh mansour bonwi uh, and I'm sure I'm saying his first name wrong, the Afro Samurai. Dude, he looked incredible. Um, and, and, you know, I kind of mentioned his number wouldn't be too high because he was the guy coming to Bellator for the very first time. He was fighting Adam Piccolotti, who's, uh, you know, like a well-known UFC name. Um, and, and he embarrassed him. He made him look really, really, really bad. Um, and, and, you know, Piccolotti is a guy who's got tons of submission wins on his own right. Like half of his wins are by submission and he just got badly out grappled by Barnouille and in, in submitted in the second round. So I have to imagine they have to have Barnouille on a short list of people who should be fighting for the title next. Um, Cause man, I, I think Patricio is, is got some things to worry about with Barnouille. Um, I don't know that I would pick Barnouille to beat him, but if you posted him at a big fat number, I, I might consider it. So um, you know, that, that was exciting to see him look so good there. You know, I, I mentioned before when we were taping this, the dude's only got four losses in it. It's Matthews, Gamrot, Islam, Makashev, Kevin Lee, and Ivan Butcher. So like th- those are, I mean, three of those names are household names at this point. And another one is like, you know, if you, if you know anything about, you know, Polish MMA back in the day, that dude, you know, made some, made some, uh, waves in it. So yeah, it, it was, a. Uh, I would say it was a good Bellator event. For a Bellator event, it was good. There you go with your household names again. That's that's Gumby's Gumby's go-to now. Everything's household names, right? Yeah, I'm a household name now. 
it's true you are at least in your household so all right um <laughs> so that is bellator for you in the books we'll we'll recap cage wars next week and when we get to it so we'll be back in your ear holes on wednesday though with the preview of the prelims of this week's ufc and then thursday as per usual the main card of the ufc uh, will be the episode for you. Until then, make sure you subscribe and review our podcast if you could. Give us some nice reviews on the MMA Gambling Podcast feed. Uh, Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord is the place to be, as is Twitter, SGPN MMA. It's the account to follow, or Gumby Breland, or Jeff Fox Writer. Actually, follow all three. How about? Um, listen to Dan's Top Turtle MMA Podcast, which should be dropping what a couple of days from now midweek yeah yeah maybe a, yeah tuesday or wednesday for sure all right listen to that read our stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com we cover every sport on there uh and you can read my mma stuff at moneymma.substack.com boom i think that is it gumby's gonna take us home lots of good nicknames to go with this week. <laughs> let's see what he chooses i'm david gumby freeland he's the apocalypse jeff fox and we will see you on wednesday